0: People who are searching on Google has a mindset of they're ready in the buying decision. They're somewhere along the phase and they're in control. Google plays such a vital part of every single business owner out there. A lot of people are afraid and they don't know who to go to. There's a huge knowledge gap. So the big thing is learn a little bit by reading. Get in on some webinars that are free to give you a good overview of what SEO can do for you, and then call around a couple of the vendors to see if they're a good fit, if they're in it for the right reasons, if you want a long-term relationship or a short-term.
1: Welcome to the Hospitality Maverick Podcast with me, Michael Tinkson. We at Hospitality Mavericks are here to inspire leaders to create heart centered and profitable businesses from the inside out, the kind that both employees and customers love and support. And in this episode, I'm very lucky to connect with John Wong, who is the owner of Local SEO Search from Toronto, Canada, and they are scent master in driving customers to business via SEO. And SEO is search engine optimization. And John gives us a really good overview on how you as a hospitality business can utilize SEO to grow your business. He gives specific example of what to do, especially when you're starting out, and he gives you a clear overview on how consumers are going to make decisions when choosing a place to eat on the internet. John shares his entrepreneurial journey and how to build a team, and how he, through some simple routines, has changed the way he's leading his team in the moment, Remotely, He also talks about the importance as a business owner to build relationship, community, and honest communication within your team. You need to spend a lot of time, John says, to understand people and how you can help them achieve their dreams. And when you are able to understand and you actually help them achieve your dreams, everything becomes easier in the business. He also talks a lot about how you have to deal with failures and entrepreneurs and how you need to move on from them. He specially shares some experience around how he hired people in his early days, where he learned it's all about attitude and not so much about skill. We all need to go through this together, so happy to talk with you about any of your challenges, so please book a chat with me on hospitalitymavericks.com. In the meantime, enjoy the episode and grab your drink and notebook. We are early here in uh, 2021, and today I'm joined from somebody from Toronto, Canada. And uh, this is not like a, a typical, uh, you know, operator conversation. It's actually about thinking a bit out of the box and actually get some insights and ideas about how you can drive your business forward. Because many of you. That tunes in uh, right now. You're probably in, in 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 the hard lockdown. Maybe not out in your in your businesses trying to uh, to keep them open. Maybe some of you're doing delivery, but this is also maybe the time to get a different insights in how to improve your sales and people can find you better. So, John, uh, who is joining us today, he is an expert in SEO marketing uh, and have helped a lot of companies uh, across different industries, including uh, hospitality businesses. So, John, we're really looking forward to, to learn more about you and what your business is up to, but also what you are doing right now to navigate the storm as a leader of a, a certain uh, a quite big business. So welcome to the, the podcast, John.
0: Well, thanks a lot for having me, Michael. I'm excited to share and uh, bring value to you and your audience members today.
1: So, John, you are a business in Toronto and probably you know uh, lots of people here on the podcast never heard about you guys, but what is it that you do? I said, SEO, we all have heard that word, but as I started checking out more about your business and I found out I didn't know anything about this and I thought I was on top of this and had a clear idea about what it was, but actually it's quite a... A thing sometimes that's forgotten, I think, in businesses to really drill into. You let somebody over in the corner deal with that, the intern or something like that.
0: Exactly. A lot of people think of advertising and marketing or sales as one big, huge bucket, right? Um, Where there's so many little things along the way that are as important or very critical to a business. In particular, if you're in the hospitality industry, you know how important people are. Right, so you really train them, you harvest them, you do a lot of coaching, mentoring, um, a lot of like objection handling and best, bad case scenarios, and a lot of like case studies. Right, so in terms of sales and marketing, how do you bring in new clients? How do you get more exposure? How do you get people to find you? And That's where SEO can really drive a lot of traffic to your website because it's more important than ever to be found on search uh, because more people are doing a lot of due diligence. They're doing a lot of fact-finding, questions, information gathering before they make any sort of big purchase or decision. Uh, Let it be on mobile or desktop or tablet, PC, right? There's a lot of things going on. And don't don't forget. There's a, even online um, search engines. There's different search engines: Google, Bing, Yahoo. And the, on online, there's also social media. And people mix the two. They think Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you know, LinkedIn, Google My Business. That's similar to search, right? But it's really not, because social media has their own use case scenario, right? Like the type of people who go to search is different than when they go to social media platforms. So understanding it all. So what we do is we really help business owners uh, become that leader, that expert in their niche. Um, And usually they're small, medium-sized business owners such as uh, hospitality restaurants or buses or caterers or anything that really focus on servicing uh, frontline kind of customers.
1: What is uh, your your deeper purpose with uh, your business? Because like any founder of a business, you set out to, you probably set out to do more than just SEO, but that's just a channel for you to, I know that from our previous conversations that you have have a deeper purpose with the business. So what is it?
0: Yeah, for me, it's really just, I'm the average uh, new immigrant to Canada. Um, Fourth child of uh, Vietnamese immigrants. And for me, it was more, I didn't have much going up. So for me, just providing more for others, right? Providing more value, helping the small, medium-sized retailers not get dominated by the Walmarts, the Amazons out there because they got huge budgets. They got huge amounts of people, resources, intel, information, strategy. Well, those smaller retail shops, they don't really have funds, sources, and people behind that, right? So how can I help majority of the people population out there by filling the gap, but also providing more value than anyone else out there. So for my purpose is really helping um, give as much uh, results for customers, but make sure that we have a really good relationship. Right. And that's the core foundation of my, my life, really family, and not just staff, but my clients really, that's why these restaurants started in the first place. They're usually family run businesses unless it's a larger franchise and they're serving a purpose to support their family and support the community. That's what, who I really resonate with. And that's my, what I bring to the table to all my clients.
1: John, it's super interesting when you said that because I've just been reading a book over the Christmas holidays that's called post COVID by Scott Galloway. A professor in New York, uh, New York University, and he writes about the the four the four big ones, so uh, Amazon, Google, Facebook, uh, those kind. Uh, And Apple is in there as well. And he says that, you know, it's really important to understand the power they have, you know, uh, been given here. As you say, that smaller businesses don't have this entire insights and maybe don't know where they should start sometimes. Do you see the same that like there has become such a cliff between now smaller businesses we want to support them, but sometimes we forget about them because the big ones are actually, you know, they are much better at targeting us in a way. I know that from Googling something from a, a notebook, and then suddenly there's notebook on all my devices from, from the big guys. And I think sometimes that maybe make me buy something with one click instead of going down to the local uh, post office and buy my notebook there. The price is probably not different, but it was probably better to support the local guy than supporting Amazon do you, is that a thing you can see a shift that's happening as well that the, the biggest during the pandemic has got even more control of this space with uh, insights and data
0: um, yes definitely there's a definitely a disparity between um, the rich get richer um, mm-hmm. the local business owners are don't have the ability to withstand biggest a lot of turmoil right like they got huge rents that they still need to pay maybe the government's subsidizing but does that really offset some of the things that is going on in the local landscape um not only that do they have the buying power can they offset that with lower price points right on on volume like as a local business owner myself, I feel their pain. I understand it and I want to support them. So that's why I make an effort to really go shop local still, buy from a local restaurant owner, buy all the supplies for my home hardware because someone there is actually maybe my neighbor or, um, you know, community leader, someone that actually I, I connected with on a personal level as opposed to Jeff Bezos or any of the shareholders that are already fairly well off they're the ones not feeling the pain, right? So yes, there's that gap, but in terms of like what I'm trying to provide, like information, they don't have that knowledge because they don't have departments. They don't have so many people to disseminate what's important. They have a limited budget. They want to do everything like the big players, but how can they, right? Like they don't have the revenue. They don't have the people, knowledge, and they don't have, you know, it's an ongoing training and a battle, right? Between local and big business. And right now, big business is winning, right? So, but majority of the economy is based on local businesses to support the communities, right? Like without the jobs here, like Amazon's not going to hire all the jobs, right? It's really going to be just factory workers, right? And automation, it could be just robots eventually. So they're taking away people's livelihood
1: how can you like you're a business owner you can probably see this is happening you know in, in the restaurant sector you see it as well with the pandemic um but how can you use the search engine optimization as a tool um to actually to get get better at making business decision because that's in principle what it is it's marketing and sales decision but often you take them in the old days on your gut and that's, that's never a good thing because your gut is often wrong and data, data is never wrong because a pattern is a pattern. So how, how can people get started with it? Because I think if I was thinking about it now, even in my the business I'm involved in, if I had to do this, I would think about who is going to be doing that and who's going to be on top of that. So where do you start and what is the gap you normally see when people start out on this journey?
0: Yeah. So the the big thing is user behavior, right? Understanding where your uh, real customers are looking and finding your type of business. So the big thing is understanding what's going on in the global landscape of how people are shopping today for your product and service. Once you go into that information uh, and then you, you put together a plan. As a business owner, I know you might not have all the people in place. So you might want to have dedicated your receptionist or someone that's multifaceted, right? To do it. But maybe you should actually learn it yourself a little bit before you disseminate it. Because without you dictating what's going on, no one's going to follow your lead and have the same passion and pursuit that you have, right? So you have to be knowledgeable in that sense. Um, and then regarding like the SEO landscape, like understanding how people are shopping, which keywords they're using, how they consume content, which platforms are people finding you? How, you know, if if you go on Google yourself, when you're buying or, or selling a product or service, how do you, what's your kind of behaviors? What is your flow of journey buyer behavior, right? Is it more asking a question, then you narrow it down to two or three based on some of the reviews or pricing. Then within that website, what triggers you? Is it a case study? Is it what they talked about or spoke about, the About Us page, samples? That's the journey what consumers are now you know making most benefit of a website for, Right. Before it was really about interrupting people, like it was radio, traditional trade shows, magazines, storefront signage, yellow pages, for instance, right? And when they're ready to buy, they just pick it up, and there you go. But today, with internet so fast, real-time data information so quickly accessible, anyone can do their own due diligence and research right away, um, and. There's so many options. So where should you emphasize and put your efforts, right? And that's the biggest challenge for a business owner today. Like everyone says, I need to be on Facebook. Are your real customers shopping or looking for you on Facebook? Um, Do they use that as a trigger to then purchase a product or service? It may be great if you have a product and you're using influence marketing and, you know, it, it all depends on your, your type of, customers that you want to target and if they consume that platform, right? So understand the journey. And with search, I feel it's great for service-based type of businesses, which are, and even product-based, but servicing a localized community that people want to consume fairly quickly, right? Because there's something that they need and they need an answer and you are there at the moment of purchase, Right. So when you're trying to figure it out, what works and what doesn't, then you got to figure out how do you rank at the top. Right. So it's then, you know, understanding the whole optimization of your website, understanding, you know, traditional businesses, what your customers want, links, reputation, content optimization. There's so many layers even within SEO that, that a lot of people get very frustrated with. But that's why there's an industry altogether for it.
1: It's quite interesting what you said, John. You said, like, uh, you know, uh, when consumers make decisions, they do much more research today. Do you have an idea about how much research they will do making a, a normal consumer decision? Like, I want to choose a restaurant, I want to buy this new product. What is the typical time they serve around sometimes? And, uh, and saying, you know, uh, choosing a meal shouldn't be that complex, but it is actually. I know that for myself. If I want to go out, I know we can't go out right now. Or I want to do a delivery. I, I want to have something that fits my values and uh, and food I'm looking for.
0: Yeah. So what I've been reading the last couple years is things change, but people vet you. They're going to check out 14 pieces of assets on your properties, not just your website, but they're going to check out your reviews. They're going to check out third-party sites. They're going to check out if you have a YouTube channel or any other asset pieces that you have before they make a decision. And it all depends on the price point. So if it is a larger ticket item, they're going to do your reference checks. They're going to spend more time doing due diligence, asking the right questions, sending you an email with questionnaire, calling you to make sure that you're real and legitimate, right? But if it's more of a smaller price point, right? It's really just price that you're after. So it's maybe a Shopify, Amazon, and then you're competing with local retailers, right? Um, so it all depends on who you're trying to target. So, for instance, restaurants, how convenient is it for them to get things right now, right? Because people are impatient. They want things right away, and you got to be triggered. And that's why if you are driving all the time and you're using Google Maps or Waze, um, there's now pop-ups that appear with coupons when you're driving to a certain bigger you know mcdonald's or harvey's franchise right Um, because they understand that you want to just be there maybe people are hungry they need to stop and it triggers them to take an action right so understand the whole you know mindset of behavior um, of customers
1: one of the things uh, I preach and we preach at Hospitality Maverick to our client is that never compete on price. It's a, it's a dead spiral. And we say rather uh, compete on your uniqueness. Find out your uniqueness and communicate it. So one of the journeys we take people is to define their, you know, you call it purpose, their north star, and start telling that and actually go out and create content. But often one of the things they, they struggle with is that, Who's going to see that content? And then I normally say, well, that's when people are looking for that restaurant experience. Where do you think they're going to go? The place that has 14 hours of content or the place that has no content? If they don't know you, they can start getting to know you through your content. And I think in restaurant, there's a massive opportunity to start telling the story about the restaurant. If it's a chain or not, there's so many opportunities because that hasn't really been utilized in my world and the Uh, And and, and, I mean, your Google thing, you always find products, but that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for if I can connect emotional with this place. And
0: there's a big disconnect between bigger companies that have marketing departments, training, and a lot of resources versus a family-run operation that doesn't have the proper training and know-how and people around them to form these You know, mission statement, core value statements, strategy sessions, storytelling, because again, they are strapped with time. I think everyone wants the best results. Everyone wants to serve their community, but how do they vocalize it? They might be, you know, not strong in the usage of words either, right? Like there's a lot of disconnect from business owners to how do they portray that in messaging and even the content piece. Um, how do you say it? Because for instance, a restaurant owner or a tradesperson, right? They are skilled at either being a chef or being, you know, wanting this dream of owning a business, but do they have any marketing skills? You know, do they have any advertising skills? Do they have content skills? Do they understand user behavior, the journey, understanding how to get that message across right um portray the values Train like as a business owner there's so many facets to it right that where do you put your time to give you the best return on your investment or or results right and that's the biggest struggle like people you need to try hire train you need to source out suppliers pricing food or whatnot and then you got to find rent space signage You need operations, finances. There's so many other facets, right? And then sales and marketing. And even within sales and marketing, so many other pillars between that, right? From top funnel to retention to after the sale, right? Loyalty. So what more? Like, there's so many other facets to running a business. And... That's the biggest challenge for small, medium-sized business owners. And I wanna fill that gap because of my experience and knowledge, right?
1: What is the key thing? Where to start when we talk search engine optimization? Because as I said in the beginning of our conversation was, okay, I I knew I understand the word. I think we've done some of it. And then I start looking through your podcast. I look at your blogs and stuff like that and thought, wow, okay, there's definitely a knowledge gap here. For me, as a business owner, and I believe a lot in what you said, if you don't understand it yourself, you can' not hand it over to somebody else because you need to understand what you are actually what success looks like and what it tastes like before you can't set the performance bar for other people taking it over um so So how do you start with that because you can also you know you can probably find books on Amazon, but which book do you read as a business? do you have time to read do you want to read you know? So wh- what, where do you start as a business owner when you want to get your, your head around uh, SEO and uh, if you should give like a very concise answer to that? A very big question, I know.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but great question because a lot of people um, don't even know where to start, like you mentioned, right? So SEO is short for search engine optimization. What that really means is getting your website found more visible on search engines such as Google. And what you ultimately want to do is own the space Where people are finding you on the map, which is the local three-pack, and below the map, which is organic natural listings. And what Google is trying to do is match your people's or your prospects' users' keywords with your website, potentially, right? Because they're rewarding you because they believe you're the expert for that specific keyword term that your customers are seeking out. And what you want to do is be that expert, play in that field, right? But what goes on in the back end is a huge unknown for a lot of people. So there's a lot of pillars. And Google has over 200 signals. And that's why we only focus on SEO. We don't play in the email funnel, social media marketing, or uh, there's so many other things that we can do. But we focus because it's already hard enough. There's a lot involved to get a website ranked. So the first thing I would always tell people to do is start foundationally run a good business and let people know what that means on your website. So like you mentioned, what is your core values? Who do you serve? Answer that question. Why do you want, like, what do you want to be known as? What's your main product or service offering? Who's your ideal customer? Talk in their layman terms, right? Of what they're looking for, right? Answer that question and So that means really compelling website, responsive website, secure website, make sure it's easy flow, easy navigation, clean look, you know, everything that you expect when you go to a website. First off. So that's the first thing. Then comes, there's a lot of other things, components behind the scenes. So building yourself as a thought leader means you need to get out there. You need to start producing good content and letting people know that you know what you're talking about. So, in your industry, how do you get your exposure out there? Before, it used to be word of mouth and referrals, right? And that's traditionally before internet existed. Um, nowadays, it's more about what other people are saying about you. Maybe it is reviews and testimonials. Maybe it is on association websites. Maybe it is a guest blog on a blogger site that's very popular in the restaurant world, right? Michelin star or whatever. There's editorial content. Those things amplify you if there's a backlink to your website. Um, So that's a backlink uh, profile where Google pushes some of the juice onto your website. Creating good, consistent messaging. Like you mentioned, storytelling is very important. But keep it consistent along the way across all asset pieces and all platforms. And then I think just running a really, really sound business is so instrumental and people forget that. And what does that ultimately mean? Serving to your clients, asking them constantly, why are you always coming back to us? What do you like the best about us? If we can get more of those type of clients, that's who you should really talk to on your website. Resonate with their 10 best clients or 100 best clients and speak to them on your website and all your asset pieces. Everyone else doesn't need to be your client right? Because you want more of the best type of clients. And that's what your website should really, really focus on. So if you do a really good SEO campaign, that's what it should really result in, getting inbound quality leads or sales and revenue of your ideal type of clients. And that's what ultimately provides the best ROI because people who are searching on Google has a mindset of they're ready in the buying decision. They're somewhere along the phase and they're in control, where yellow pages used to play a huge role in that. When you picked up a yellow pages, you were ready to buy, right? Or you go to white pages. With all these other forms of advertising, social media on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, it's very similar to brochures, newspapers, and magazines because you're trying to interrupt them at the time of when potentially they're reading an article and there's a magazine article, uh, of, an ad, right? So it's the same thing. It's disrupting their frame of thought when they're scrolling along the Facebook feeds with an ad, right? And then you have to have a proper messaging to then compel them to click on that ad, go to a landing page, having some sort of you know content piece to then convert to a real lead. It's much harder to do that But if you're in the product realm, it makes sense, right? Because it's hyper-competitive. But if if you're in the service type of industry, you want to play when people are ready to buy. And that's where Google plays such a vital part of every single business owner out there. A lot of people are afraid and they don't know who to go to. There's a huge knowledge gap. So the big thing is learn a little bit by reading. And I know it's challenging. You don't know who to trust and there's a lot of blogs that i follow but they're industry blogs so it might be very detailed i would say get in on some webinars that are free to give you a good overview of what seo can do for you and if it is important to you and then call around a couple of the vendors to see if they're a good fit if they're in it for the right reasons if you want a long-term relationship or a short-term you know give Get some case studies and references, see if they've done good work, right? Because there's a lot of experts out there or people that claim to be experts. So you gotta navigate through that and just see who resonates with you. And if they fit your mode and your mission and values, then use your gut, right? Like there's no other way to explain it. But me running this agency for eight years, servicing hundreds of SEO clients. I've I've learned that not everyone's going to be your client, and it's okay, right? They have their own um, mission and their their values, and might not not be in alignment with mine, and that's okay too, right? So just find who you want to work with.
1: That's super super interesting, uh, John. Because uh, you know, you think you just need to get the job done, but there's so much more. It's relationship you're building. You are you know you're talking about your business, and that could be you know. Great discoveries, but also be things where, you know, you were thinking about why didn't I see that myself before that. So you need to be able to have that, you know, relationship with your, your vendor. So you're absolutely right. I think that's spot on. What about yourself as a, a business owner? Because that's always interesting to hear. Um, what would you like to know when you started your career, you know, today? Because you, you've you been talking about there's so many facets of running a business. And I guess you, uh, we were talking about restaurant owners here, but uh, I guess you feel the same. There's so much you still need to learn. Yeah, so I was also a server for many
0: years uh, in the restaurant industry. So I understand taking care of customers and making sure they're happy, right? Uh, it's the same thing to serve clients. I was in sales, advertising sales for 10 years uh, prior to me starting this company. And I actually worked at Yellow Pages for five years. So for me, it was always servicing business owners and understanding what their needs are, filling that gap, being ultra curious. So when I it came time to start a business, I understood what my mission was, what I really want my purpose was, right? And then I really focused on trying to build a team that resonated with me. So everyone that... Is a part of my company, knows what I'm all about. I'm super transparent. I have nothing to hide. I, I re- video record and tape everything that I do and I share it because that's me, authentic, right? I have nothing to hide with any client, any staff, anyone in the world. Because once you start that cycle of, you know, hiding stuff, it's hard to trace back where you hid stuff or what you said prior. So why not just be raw and be yourself? And that's how I kind of built this company and I I transformed all my staff to really think like me. And I, I, I always get them to challenge me as well. Like how can I improve? How can I get better? Because yes, I started it, but without a team of people, you can never grow and get better. Right. And you're very one-minded thought process with a team. You get different thoughts and different ideas and different strategies. And that's where I've developed my strength, I feel, like as a leader or someone that actually mans the ship, I feel helping them perform better, being more confident, um, building and harvesting their team as well. Like within our company, now there's different pillars, right? Subsets within the content team or link team or SEO team. There's so many other teams within that. And I want everyone to progress in their life, right? Because these are life lessons. So, I'm looking at the bigger picture, not just the company, but people and human. And with you manning the ship of people first, like relationships, that's what everyone's after, right? Community, connection, right? Relationships. If they feel like you're there for the right reasons, they're going to stay with you. If they feel you have no alignment, then they're going to look for someone or something that really fits their mode of. Uh, life, right? So just learning about people.
1: Is there anything you would have wished you had known or had experience with before you start your own business? Because you actually touch on what I think sometimes many business owner totally underestimate is 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 when you start growing you're adding more people. So suddenly maybe sales is not your challenge. The people factor becomes your challenge. So is there anything you thought, wow, if I had known that before I started this journey, it would have saved me a lot of acro. So I,
0: I feel like I made a lot of mistakes and it's all, like life goes on, right? It's how do you deal with these, you know, downfalls or big losses and failures. Um, so at the beginning, I was hiring wrong people because I was hiring based on skill set as opposed to personality and my values. So I, I know I made a huge mistake there because when they were hiring people under them they were being in control and people it was more of a toxic environment right and that's where I felt that people relationship there was a gap there because I started off by hiring based on the wrong skill set it was basically just skills and no personality or no values right so for me I made that shift after hiring wrong people and I learned from that by talking to the people that really resonate with me within the team right but I hired quick like I, I learned like I couldn't do everything myself and I was not, I had no SEO background when I first started either I was sales so I think that's a very strong strength actually sales and marketing because for me I was out there selling getting revenue and getting sales then I had to hire and produce the results for my clients right so then I had to figure out how to do SEO so anyone to learn it, if they have that willpower and desire to actually earn anything in the world, right? So that's how I got started. I've learned better people skills, training and learning and pivoting, um, making tons of mistakes. But yeah, people is definitely by far the number one thing you you should really try to learn if you're looking at growing your company.
1: What kind of, because it's always interesting when you talk with business owners, everybody has their own processes and systems for, because as you you have about 40, 50 people that you need to to manage and you can't manage them all direct, what kind of processes and system have you put in place in your business? Because one of the uh, the gaps I often see when I work with uh, both small and large companies is the, 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 the people, processes and systems. They are, maybe they're on paper or, or some an idea, but they're not really practiced. And I know you have a very specific way of doing your, your people management or people processes and systems or whatever we call it.
0: Yeah. Um, so I've learned as well. So it's gotten better over the years, right? And there's no best case scenario and there's no case that's um, like a standard. So you have to figure out what's best for you and your company. For me and my digital agency, it's all about um, buckets, right, pillars. And I have different, um, you know, teams and I have different weekly meetings for the heads of each team. I have monthly training, monthly, uh, you know, calls, quarterly overall team. During the pandemic, I was doing monthly overall teams to give people updates, being fully transparent and understanding of what the business situation is so that people are aware of, you know, they're safe here, right? So I was actually hiring during the pandemic because I felt like empowering them and making sure that the culture and the the people and the business is safe assures them that they don't have to look and seek work elsewhere, right? So mentality, it's like put yourself in the shoes of the the staff and the clients, right? And do things that you feel would be right when you were an employee yourself. A lot of people forget that. They forget, like, when you were in your 20s or your 30s, what were you really, what was your purpose in life, right? What were you after? Was it that paycheck, stability? Was it really to just pay rent, get food, shelter, eventually get married, like life cycle, life stages, right? So put yourself in their shoes and understand what they're going through. And the more you do that, the better you become to be. A better human altogether, right? Because there shouldn't be that gap. So I always tell all my team members, like I understand what you're going through because I've gone through it myself, and I'm just like you, right? So they connect with me.
1: Yeah, and I really like the you know that it's call radical transparency. Do you mentioned it before? I forgot to pick up on that. But where you actually recorded, uh, record whatever you talk about and share with the whole organization so it's everybody can see what's going on it's totally transparency and i know you you mentioned ray dalio uh, from bridgewater you've been inspired by what i actually think myself think is a one of you know he's a a brilliant investor probably but he's even more brilliant organization builder because that's in principle what you become you become an organization builder and suddenly it's not you doing the the sales and marketing you have to build the organization that can do that and hire the right people that can do that with the right values and so on and so on. I think that's super interesting, you know, way of as well to, to run your business and maybe some ideas for people out there, especially in these times, you know, where not everybody can be on every call and so on that you can share that.
0: You cannot do what 20, 30, 10 people minds put together can do, right? So let them be creative. Let them think outside the box. They're the frontline workers. They're the ones that are your motor to the engine, right? So you need to ensure that they have a voice. And what are you doing to allow that voice to happen? When you become a business owner, a lot of people think, well, now is my dream and I can dictate everything. Well, that's the wrong mindset because for you to be successful and be a people person and people that actually look up to you, you need to allow them to have a voice and let them some autonomy as well, right? Like let them share their insights and their best practices and their ideas because there's some nuggets in there that you would not have thought about yourself. So let them be creative and think.
1: Yeah because you don't have the brain the brain power to 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 capture everything and then you're not always right you're probably often wrong as the business leader because you're too close on the the business uh how do you do that with your how do you do like practical with you know we me in the start of the year and what I've been doing a lot of with uh, within the last two months is been doing planning session with people talk about uh, and the plan changes all the time right now so how do you work with them how do you get them all involved in the best possible way uh, from from the bottom up?
0: Yeah, usually um, I've learned this while working at Yellow Pages. So it's a very large organization. Um, So I I practice what my managers and directors taught us as sales reps, right? So weekly meetings, quarterly updates, and then annual goal sessions, right? And I actually do semi-annual and annual, not just business, but personal goals as well. So it allows them to be very, very open to what their purpose is, right? Why they're working, what they're driving them to do what they're doing and allows you to play a part, right? How do they level up? How do they develop more in terms of not just their skill set, but may earn more money to then eventually buy a new car or eventually buy a home, right? So you want to be play a part in that. And when they feel like you actually care, it's actually like sales. If you are in it to help them, Get better, be a part of something, they're gonna stay with you. But if you aren't and you're so disconnected from everything else and the daily operations, that's where there's a lot of um, turmoil and a lot of like gaps. And, you know, people fail that way, right? Like business owners, they have to be in control, but they have to be in control the right way with the right
1: people. The goal thing or setting goals has often become a tick box exercise in in many companies and but if you do it right uh, and and it comes from back from the one minute manager by ken blanchard he talks about you know the power of setting goals you can actually get the methodology to get the job done and you would see them grow rapidly. And it's not about they are leaping ten percent every day. It's that one percent they're getting better every time they get feedback. Because the the feedback in that process is so important that if you if you set a goal and you don't get feedback on it, or it's dropped or it's not not ever picked up again. That's as demotivating as uh, you know uh, not uh, achieving your goal in in the end, which will be the consequence if you don't have the feedback.
0: And I think accountability partners are key, um, holding and in, in writing, right? And with deadlines, right? Like, what do you want on a weekly basis, quarterly, or monthly? And then, you know, what are the steps, action steps? What what is KPIs? There's so many other things that are important, but you you're just trying to focus on good habits for the team, right? Good habits for people so that they start instilling it in their daily life. So that they have better healthy habits on, you know, just taking care of their family or loved ones or hobbies or whatever passion projects they have. Right. Um, So just be in alignment with everything.
1: Super, super, John. Uh, So I can hear when we talk, you must be inspired by some some incredible people. So. If like, uh, who are your three people, or maybe that's one, but who inspires you in, 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 in life and business? Because, you know, when you run your own business, it's all consuming, both your life and, and, and business comes together. But what, who's, which three people really inspires you to, to move forward and elevate and level up?
0: So I always have to start with family. So my mom, she took care of four kids, um, left the country, of war and really immigrated here in canada and made sure that we had food shelter and we always had each other every dinner we spent time together right and every opportunity we we bonded uh, so family ties so definitely my mom my wife of course but in terms of business i've had a lot of people that look i looked up to along my journey and i can't say books in particular because they were the Napoleon Hill, Zig Ziggler's, Brian Tracy's, Tony Robbins. I've been to all their conferences. I go to a lot of masterminds now. Um, they're great, right? And they hit me with the moment that I need it the most and I reference it. Adam Grant was great before Give and Take. Um, there's a lot of books that inspired me, right? But in terms of like the journey, I would say a lot of my managers my peers. And at Yellow Pages, I learned so much from not just business owners. I dealt with over 5,000 local business owners and every meeting I had, I actually had a mentor one hour meeting with business owners. That's how I took it because I was so ultra curious. I wanted asking what made them become a business owner and what makes them happy? Because ultimately that's what people's real root is, right? Like find happiness, find something you enjoy doing and live with purpose, right? So learning that and then the people I surrounded myself with in Yellow Pages, all sales reps, but they lived in different stages in their lives. Like I was in my 20s, early 30s. I was in the same office every day with 50, 60 year olds. And I was picking their brains because they had children my age. And I wanted to live and mimic their life so that I can raise children like, and they're so happy, right? Like what drives them? So for me, it was like people and relationships along the way, there were not one or two, but a multitude of a lot of people.
1: It is interesting. Uh, also, depending on where you are on your journey, what's inspired. I, I know that for myself, you had, at some point at maybe a year or two that those three individuals are masterminds. You mentioned Tony Robbins, which also is one of, the people I would look up to in my virtual boardroom or mental boardroom and say, what would he do in this situation? Uh, but again, it's not the people you have access to in the same way. And as, as many people on the ground you meet every day just by listening to, I think the word you said there, listening to, other people, sometimes you can learn so much and ask yourself some questions, you know, where I'm now, where I want to go, and how do I want to get there? If you put that question down to people, they get, oh, wow, wow, I don't know how to answer that, many people. But again, you have to answer those questions. So I think that's really, really fascinating. You don't have like specific, but actually you, you, you are listening to people on the journey, as you say. In the end of the podcast, I always uh, ask uh, the person who's on and there's often business leaders and you're a business leader yourself besides you're an expert in SEO. Well, what are you like, you know, in, in this moment in time, I know you're in lockdown there in Canada as well. And we are here in, in Europe. Most of Europe is locked down. What are the uh, the best three advice you can give to to people out there to get through this? Because we all know we will get through it and we need to believe we will, there is another side of this and we will get out if we don't believe that that's often have other consequences so so what 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 is your top 3 advice for them
0: yeah i i always say um, be ultra grateful to be you know have the ability to have internet or devices or shelter and food so you know there's a lot of people in 90% of the world probably do, doesn't even have access to the the food and shelter and the things that we have today right so if you Think like not just on a local scale and comparing to your neighbors or people that you look up to on a local scale. Think about the global scale. There's a lot of underprivileged children or families out there. So that's what I look at. Like be grateful, ultra grateful um, with who you have, what you have. Um, and don't compare to others because a lot of people are always chasing. And who cares what other people are doing? You live your life. And people are always going on social media complaining about, you know, I have the worst life in the world, I'm ultra defensive, you know. But relative to who? If you're comparing to yes, someone ultra wealthy and ultra famous, of course, right? But if you're comparing to someone, you know, third world country that is just surviving on bread and water, like, you know, you're you're living the life that they've always wanted to live, right? So don't compare to those other, you know, people, like, be grateful. And I would say, slow down, be present. Because people are always chasing, like I said, right? Slow down, breathe, you you have a life here. You're so lucky to be alive, you know, at this time, at this moment in the world. Life is a long journey, right? People are always going too fast. Digital agencies, marketing, technology has exploded with apps, speed, you know, access, information. But this has only happened in the last 15 years. And a lot of people have been chasing and everyone wants things yesterday. But in reality, you know, Michael Jordan didn't happen yesterday, right? It took him 25 years to become who he was, right? Like Bill Gates didn't happen yesterday or, you know, any any of the big, big players that didn't happen yesterday. It's a journey and everyone goes through ups and downs. Even my life has been a journey and it's okay. And I I don't feel like, you know, comparing to others makes a difference. (laughs) It doesn't bring any happiness to me. Like for me, it's more about just grateful for what you have and just slow down
1: super great advice because you know uh you have to uh, paint your own masterpiece every day i say i think i've stolen that quote from somewhere i can't remember but uh because that's that's the only thing you're in control of and uh and of course you need to you know be hungry and, and go for it and stuff like that. but also you need to rest and i think a lot of people you know uh, forget that i it took me many years to learn that and one thing i knew one of the principle i put out in the start of the pandemic was actually okay i need to know how i slow down during this because i'm going to be bombarded with challenges so i need to know when i rest uh, so i've been really focusing on my sleep uh, the last year and i, I can feel that now exactly it took a long time because i in the beginning i was I was starting to, you know, play with that again because I think I just work three meal hours. I just work to eleven o'clock at night and get up at six before the kids get up and just do that hour. But it didn't really give any in- outcomes. The outcomes were not worse or better. It was just I didn't live a life, you know, because it took control, as you say. Like and for- you, for- and then you do forget to be grateful. Then you're focusing on what the other people have. So I think it's really relevant and really great advice. Um, Is there any hacks you do to make sure that you are grateful and uh, slow? Because I know it's a difficult task as a business owner.
0: Yeah, so 5am club, Robin Sharma, Ziva Meditation. I do that 5am, wake up early, read, slow down, do things that I enjoy doing. And then I get through my day, do a lot of note-taking, task lists, and then, make breakfast with my family. And then I get into the day and I stop. I unwind. I turn off my phone at five o'clock. I disconnect. No social, no nothing. And just have fun with people that I really want to spend time with. That's it. And everything doesn't matter. Like business will keep going. Yes, there's going to be urgency for them, but not for me. So it's okay. And life doesn't end. It's not a problem. You win some clients, you lose some clients, but you need to set examples because you don't want them to control your life. You're controlling your life. So again, you mentioned health. That was one thing I really focused on last year. I read like 30 plus books on intermittent fasting, keto, paleo, uh, carnivore, veganism. Whatever you want to learn, you can read, watch, do, right? But take action. So if you want to sleep better, having better health lifestyle, Take control of it. Mental clarity. I'm a biohacker. I enjoy a lot of different hobbies. And just be a part of communities. Read. Learn. And it's okay. Go out and seek advice, right? But if you have pursuits in life, don't make excuses. Make it happen. Be a doer in life.
1: Great. On that note, John, that was a great way to end the conversation. Thank you so much for for sharing your great insights on search engine optimization, first of all, was the main reason, but also on all your your business advice on self-development. And also uh, about, you know, the, the importance of uh, slowing down and being grateful. I think that was really, really cool. So thank you so much, John, sending you all the power, energy and love you need uh, you, for your family and your team to, to get through the uh, the hopefully the last wave of the, uh, the pandemic.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure we'll stay in touch and we'll definitely connect when things open up again, because I'm all about relationships and I love people. So eventually, when I come travel and visit, we'll we'll get together.
1: Yeah, it goes goes the same way. It's definitely, John. Definitely, John. Take good care.
0: All right. Thank you, Michael.
1: John, thank you for such a great conversation. So much insights on how to improve your SEO, but also get better at sales and marketing. And some really honest and great advice on how to improve your leadership practices within your team. If you want to get more inspiration on how to get better at sales and marketing, uh, digital and off the internet, and as well as leading your teams, please also tune in to our episode 79 with Sean Walship, Cali Barbecue Media founder on the craft of digital storytelling. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, please share, rate, review, or subscribe to one of our channels. Tune in next time for another interview. And in the meantime, find out more about us and subscribe to our community and download free leadership tools at hospitalitymavericks.com. And don't worry, if you didn't get all of that, there will be links in the show notes. Thanks for listening and be maverick.